This is the Bushwick Variety Show. And I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, people, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. I'm Alex Stevens III, and this is episode one. I am excited to share the conversation I have with Casa Overall, a drummer, producer, DJ, MC, and just an all-around super creative cool cat. I've known Casa for a long time. He was a few years younger than me, but we went to the same high school together back when we were both growing up in Seattle. And we've reconnected by running into each other over and over again around NYC, and especially in Bushwick particularly. He has a release party for his new project on Saturday, April 14th at 10 p.m., which should be tomorrow if this launch goes as planned, at New Blue on Avenue C in Manhattan. We talk about these things and many others, and it was a lot of fun for me, so I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Brooklyn. talk about all the science man yes sir i'm ready so casa overall man how you doing i'm okay good you got a new project coming out i do uh tell us about it a little bit it's called drake it till you make it and uh it's four songs two of which are drake covers um god's plan passion fruit um Sensual Seduction by Snoop, also known as Sexual Eruption, but we took the um we took the the bitch out of it, so it's the edited version cover technically. Got you. And uh Say You Will by Kanye West. And uh basically it's a little EP. Um I have an album that's done that I'm working on releasing soon, but the EP is like a little something to, to let people get an idea of what I do and give them a reference point, you know what I mean, through some songs they already know. So it's like jazzed out, avant-garde, out, uh, weird, trippy, glitch production, um, jazz drum solos mixed in with, like, shit that you're used to, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think it's dope. Everybody else likes it around me. I don't think they're lying. Usually, you know, people will lie to me and say it's good, but I can tell when they really like it. Yeah. So I'm pretty confident. So speaking on uh, what you do, uh, we go back uh, to Seattle, Garfield High School. Yeah. Um, First time I remember seeing you, though, you didn't know me. The first time I saw Uh you, I might have been in high school. I was definitely young. Uh You definitely weren't in high school yet. Um, Middle school. Probably, and it was. Uh, <laughs> I, you don't even know this story. Oh, um, was I high? I was high. Maybe, was but you were doing your thing, man. Um, it was actually at the Fremont Street Fair. Oh shit! And I, I think it was a trio. It was definitely you and a couple of cats. And yeah. You were definitely on the drums. I was, and you were definitely uh, giving the business. It's like, man, who's this little kid? This guy's got some chops. Yeah. Uh, and then you ended up at high school. But I, yeah, so that, but yeah, I had a memory time. of you before that, just sort of like, man, this, this little kid. And then, of course, for people that don't know, Garfield High School in Seattle is a legendary yeah, uh, yeah. musical jazz centered school, among other things. It's a, a jazz nerd breeding ground. 
Jimi uh, Hendrix, Quincy Jones, Casa yeah. Overall. Hey man, shout out to Jazz. Um, it's funny, man. I was just practicing the drums before I came here, and it's the one thing that I think I've been doing since I met you, mm-hmm. or since you saw me for the first time. That I've been like on and off consistently doing it. I was playing and I was thinking, I was like, I sound exactly the same, basically. Like when I was in middle school, I was like, I'm doing the same thing I was doing then. It's just gotten like a little better, you know, like, like more, I don't know, more life experience, more hours, but it's pretty much the same drum solo. Right. And, uh, that's something that I'm both proud of and, and, deeply embarrassed by why would you be embarrassed by that just you think your style should have changed it's like it's almost like it almost reminds me of some kind of like twisted mental problem like somebody who like just keeps reading the same book over and over or like some like autistic kid that just won't stop watching goonies and like learning every part of the script and gesture and you're like yo this kid's a genius he knows every part of goonies but then it's <laughs> like bro there's hella movies you could be watching right and but for some reason that's just the way i've always approached the drums is like this kind of weird like uh it's like a distillery like i'm distilling the flavor the style or like fine-tuning the like, I just make one fabric, and, like, I'm just getting better at that or something, you know? So it's like, in one in one hand, it feels hella good because it's, like, this long relationship I've had with a piece of music, a piece of the drums or a piece of whatever. But at the same time, sometimes it, it's crazy when you hear all this different type of music and you're like, yo, I'm really just, like, me you know yeah it's weird well to quote or paraphrase another uh garfield high school graduate by the name of bruce lee (laughs) um, (laughs) he said something like uh he fear not the man who knows a thousand punches fear the man who's like mastered one punch like who's Who's done it ten thousand times or something like the one punch (laughs) so i do think there's something nah it's for real yeah It's, it's it's a thing it's definitely some wisdom in it and uh that's funny you mentioned that quote because i was just watching uh unsolved the tupac and biggie uh murders that's uh, the um that's like the cooper getting jr like nah. no well, there was yeah, a documentary yeah, that was the oj Simpson. but it's like a, a re it's like a it's the same vibe. a reenactment not yeah. a documentary yeah, yeah i want to yeah, see re-enact. this one bro i'm gonna tell you the truth uh it's trash. Really? It's so trash. But at the same time, if you were there, you you don't care. You're like, yo. I, I mean, I enjoyed I All Eyes anyway. on Me. Like, I saw the flaws in it, but I enjoyed, like, the movie. Um, mm. I didn't see that yet. It's Oh, uh, no, I did. I, I cut that one off halfway oh, through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a Tupac fan that, like, I... It was the person I was with. She wasn't feeling it. I would have gotcha. watched that shit three yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But well, yeah. you know, solo, you should still <laughs> still watch it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you get everything you can out of it. Yeah. Man. But, bro, this show sucks. <laughs> I hope this ruins the ratings. But to be honest, um, on a positive side, 
So I don't watch TV at all, really. Yeah. Sometimes I watch Netflix a little bit, but I can't um, commit to a show anymore. And uh, I'm just too, like, stuck on whatever I'm doing to, like, watch a show. But I watched Atlanta, the um, yeah. Donald Glover joke, Yeah. Right? And that was so good. I was like, maybe I like TV again. So I watched all the Atlantas, so then I'm like, all right, let me watch the Tupac. And then it, it was trash. So it was good because it balanced out Atlanta being so good. The, the Unsolved was trash, so then I could just go back to be like, word, okay. Yeah. TV is TV. Right. But I say all that to say the Bruce Lee quote was in one of those shows. In what uh, context? I can't remember. It was They was talking about some G, and, and the dude was like, well, you know. <laughs> and he said the quote. <laughs> yeah. It's like some dude that kept doing something over and over. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good quote. So um, you said drumming's like the thing you've been doing the longest and still mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was working on something and we ran into each other at Aaron Walker Loud's house. And you kind of mm-hmm. helped, like you helped actually with some ideas for that song. Really? And then it was out here. Yeah, we were just working some stuff. Um, like, I didn't really have, I didn't have the, like, I had the ideas of the songs, but I didn't quite have how to separate the verse from the hook. Uh-huh. It was kind of like a long verse and then kind of a hook. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then you were there hanging and had some valuable input. And we didn't really catch up much beyond that until New York. Uh-huh. And then in New York, you know, Running to people, we both yep. live in Bushwick, um, so Shouts running out. all these different spots. Shouts out to Green Fitness Pine Box. <laughs> uh, what's the wine shop uh, over there by Momo? Shouts to Momo. Uh, Big Tree Wine. Big Tree Wine. We out here. Yep. Um, but yeah, so then I've I've seen uh, Cool and Casa. Like, yeah. You know, I realized you got into hip hop also mm-hmm. as an MC. Mm-hmm. So, what was kind of your journey? Um, when were you MCing back in the day, like at Garfield? Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's a that's a good question, or like it's a it poses an interesting thought, which is that um, it's kind of like what you become known as, right? To one person, or mm-hmm. to the whole world, or to the public. You know what I mean? But, like, once you become known as something, he's good at this. Or, like, he's really bad at that. Or whatever it is, people, like, tie you to that. You know what I mean? And so, for me, um, so I grew up in a musical household. And I was playing drums as a toddler. But also there was a a beat machine and four track. And I was messing around with rap since I was little. And I was, for, for... for like my peer group, like my friends that I was growing up around, they knew I played drums, but they didn't care about that at all. Like to them, I was the, I was the rapper, gotcha. producer dude. I was a dude that was you know, could, we could all make hits and get rich. Like yeah, and it was like okay, you got to go do a jazz gig like with the the nerdy like over there <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? And then I come back, and uh. Yeah, for them, it was like they always saw my talent as a writer or, or really as a beat maker. I could chop up samples and, like, I would remake a Pharrell beat or I could figure out what Dilla was doing. Or all that stuff was real easy to me. Not that it was as deep as what they was doing, but I understood the science. And uh, 
So I think that. So is your family a jazz family? You say you grew up in yeah. a musical household or like, mm-hmm. yeah. My dad's like a avant-gardist jazz head, you know. And your brother half hobby, was. Half hobby, half serious, half fan, half, you know, he schooled us to that. And yeah. my brother, older brother, plays sax. Yeah, I remember. Produces. He was like a year older than me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He was 97. Yeah, two years. Yeah. To date things. Yeah. <laughs> oh my bad. Yeah. So uh so basically what I'm saying is like it was weird because I became known as a drummer and I don't think I really had the balls to like take it seriously as a rapper. Or mm-hmm. like not only that, maybe back back in the day it was like to to get up and rap you really had to be a certain person like it was like a certain like i don't know like nowadays i feel like anybody could rap if you can well gangster rap dominated back then i I, like i know what you mean like yeah the avant-garde rapper you probably could have you probably you might have been successful i didn't realize if i had known what i know now i would have been shitting on everything and be like yo i don't care like fuck y'all yeah And, and not realizing that like you know, I just was believing what I was seeing more than I didn't realize that everybody was kind of like, you know, acting to a degree, putting right. their best foot forward to a degree. You know what I mean? Well, and Outcast, if you remember, like Dre yeah. got a lot of flack for being Dre back yeah. in the day. Like, yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, exactly. And if he had to been Dre, I think that a whole lot of music wouldn't have got made. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he really. He really took it to another place. And that actually brings us back to the title, Drake It Till You Make It, which is like, it's not really a shot at Drake at all. It's not, I'm not trying to say fake. I'm not trying to equate Drake with fake. But I'm trying to say that that uh, you have to put your best foot forward. You know what I mean? Like you might not really know, you might not fully believe in what you're doing until you're up there doing it. And I think that, that that one little dividing factor right there gets rid of 90% of the applicants. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, they're like, yo, like, I don't know. Like, could I? I don't know. Like, should I? I don't know. And they don't, you know what I mean? They don't try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, whether you're, whether you're faking it or not, or you don't even know yet, like, you you need to throw your hat in there and you know and even if you even if that means you get your butt kicked and you got to go home and then figure out what you're doing it's just kind of so it's kind of a play on that and it's also a double entendre in that nobody knows my original songs so let me give them something that they know and i could uh you know clout chase that a little bit you yeah. know what i'm saying where uh where can people find find the album spotify and all the streaming platforms uh it should be up there april 14th and uh you're doing a release party on april 14th too right mm-hmm. new blue uh i'm gonna be there with my trio featuring julius rodriguez he's a 21 year old pianist and uh he goes to juilliard and then parker McAllister on bass and uh Isabella DeGraff. I saw that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be performing. She just put an album out. And then uh, Natasha Diggs is DJing. Casey Benjamin, a.k.a. DJ Stutz McGee, 
and Pudge Mental. So it's gonna be just a big party. I'm gonna try to uh try not to focus so much on the performance and more so on just providing a um a place for people to have a good time. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Where's uh New Blue? I've heard it's it. It's on one fifty one Avenue C, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You could take the L train to uh Avenue A and walk. Or you could take the J to somewhere like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think, man, I really think this this tape is dope. And I'm not saying that. Uh, I don't think I'm saying that too much out of an egotistical place. But, like, I don't. It's been a lot of years I've been making music and didn't like it. Or, like, was like, this ain't it. But I feel like I found... Over the past year or so, I've I found a, a a vein, so to speak, and I found a point that synthesizes all my different elements. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 not so much. <clears throat> Basically, like cats would be like, "Yo, are you playing drums? It's a jazz gig, or are you doing your pop shit?" Like people, jazz heads would even really say that. Not even rap. Like, are you MC? Is like, oh, you doing the pop shit or your jazz? You know what I'm saying? And so now I'm like, that was so offensive for so long that I was like, you know what, I gotta, I gotta make a change like Michael Jackson. So I just bring it all together. Mm-hmm. There is no rap shit. There is no jazz drummer. Nothing. It's just I make my music. You know what I mean. And so what I what I try to do is add elements from all these different things and. But keep them separate sometimes, mix them sometimes, and just try to come up with a new flavor. I think it's funny as musicians, a lot of times, most people don't want to be pigeonholed any particular way. Mm-hmm. And so when describing it, it's like, it's a little bit this, a little bit that. Right. But then when somebody describes it a certain way, like mm-hmm. they're they're just they're just approaching it from wherever they are. Uh-huh. But we as musicians sometimes like can resist hearing yeah, that nice. like, yeah it hurts sometimes. even though it's ultimately like it's not necessarily a diss like we're we're receiving what they're saying yeah. from our own insecurities sometimes on yeah you know so it's good it sounds like you know embracing what you what you're doing and then yeah. people can call it what they want you know yep yep i bro it's you really got it the the struggle is within so to speak because like there's been so many times where I was around, like, I've been around a lot of, like, big wigs, you know, or people that work for a lot of big wigs or some big party, and da, da, da. and they'll ask me a question, like, so what's it like, you know, or, like, who's it sound like, or da, da, da. Yeah. And I just be like, ah, it's just different. You have to listen right. to, like, damn near offended for somebody to ask me that, you know? Yeah. But... It is what it is. You got to figure out how to, you got to figure out how to say it. And I've been, recently I've been, uh, I realizing that you also just have to figure out what it is too. Mm-hmm. Even if that's after the fact, you got to listen to it and be like, yo, you got to be objective with it and you got to like figure out what it is. And not only that, try to make it something that's different. Yeah. You know, I mean, not not only for the sake of being different, but. The, in my opinion, the reason we have trends, right? You have like, 
you have a style of rap, right, or a style of beats, and you think you think that that's like the style of the time, and in in on one hand it is right, but on another hand, what really helped create that style at that time is there was one person or one style that became the 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 dopest shit, and then thousands of people copying that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like Dre in in ninety ninety two to ninety four or whatever, right? That Dre beat was it. Yeah, that was it. That was it, bro. It was even cats on the East Coast with a boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody was making that. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I guess basically what I'm saying is 10 years later, 20 years later, Dre's still there. Mm -hmm. But all those cats that made fake Dre beats, then they started making fake Wu-Tang beats, then fake Pharrell beats, then fake Kanye beats. and, And so, you know. I don't think that's the way. You do have to be like Wata, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not like coffee. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so, uh, what else do you have? I think you said you're going out of town uh, shortly after after releasing uh, this, right? That's true. I'm going to Australia. I'm going to Beijing, Australia. With uh Carmen Lundy, jazz vocalist, she's dope. Uh, she's actually not as well known as some jazz vocalists of her time, but for me, it's another thing where it, it almost makes sense because she's uh she writes her own songs, she records her own stuff, she plays drums on certain tracks, so she's like, she's really well a well rounded music head you know what i mean and and uh i think i would even go so far to say that like she's she's put in a position as a female jazz singer you know that's a certain like position of like you come out you sing your songs boom that's it people are wondering like how's her voice and her stage presentation but if she was a dude it would be more like quincy jones type you know like you know, writing and this and that. So she's a, a great musician. And um, so I'm going out on tour with her playing drums and then coming back. Then we're touring all over um, the U.S. That's April, April, April. Then May, um, I'm going to Oberlin with my own trio. So that'll be cool. Nice. My first, my first Oberlin reunion gig. You went to school there? I went to school at Overland, yeah. So we're going to do a workshop and a performance. Oh, and I got Evan Flory Barnes on bass. Nice. From Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, Davis Whitfield on keys. And uh, it's not going to stop. Then I'm going to Australia again with Terry Lynn Carrington. Um, It's just keeping going. But I'm just trying to get my own things popping, throw some of my own things in the mix. Yeah. Do you do you try to do solo gigs also when you're on tour on these various tours? Uh yeah. If time permitting. If time permitting, a lot of time it's not permitting. Yeah. But um 
one thing I can do though is at least like make co- connects and then yeah. come back another time. Yeah. Cuz usually I'm usually I'm acting a, a fool either on stage or you know yeah. at the hang so then it's like all right well who are you? Why are you acting like that? <laughs> Why are you acting like you don't care about nothing? You know. It's like I don't I don't I don't think I do. I think I gave up. <laughs> I gave up a long time ago. So hire me. Uh, so this is a Bushwick podcast, right? Yes, sir. What's up with Bushwick? What's up? Let's talk about Bushwick a little bit, man. Yeah, man. Let's get into it. Um, you've been here. I've been here. It'll be about ten years this summer. Yeah, I feel like similar for you. Or Almost. Little, little. I've been in New York for twelve years, but Bushwick probably like uh, eight or something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, changed a lot, right? More um more developed, more I guess. More developed, more uh more white people. <laughs> um more Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's really weird. The how thing that, that how I that like goes. about it though versus and I mean, maybe it will change, but I like that there's still a strong like Dominican and Puerto Rican community yeah. still that's not going to really get pushed out anytime soon yeah um, i really like that too and i i feel like that di- makes it different from williamsburg yeah exactly right but this is the thing that i guess if there's any like or not original thought but inspired thought that connects to that is like um it's like the problem the problem isn't even really people moving in like in a sense that's gonna happen yeah you know what i mean like that's you can't you can't um you can't stop that as a problem in general in the world like yeah like things are gonna get developed people with money are gonna come in and and mess up the ecosystem et cetera et cetera so I guess for me the issue is like you don't want to divide between the new energy and the old yeah you know what I mean and I feel like in Bushwick. I felt this going to Oberlin too. At Oberlin, you had college students, and then you had townies, right? Where's Oberlin located? Oberlin is in Oberlin, Ohio. Okay. Outside <laughs> of uh, Cleveland, right? Yeah. Like forty minutes from Cleveland. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, Bone Thugs and Harmony yeah. is from Cleveland. That's right? who I always think of first. So right, it was almost like it was really like some Bone Thugs type energy. Yeah. Around the school, mm-hmm. so you had this school. This arts, what is it? A liberal arts college. So you have this school with these kids, a lot of them coming from like kind of sheltered places. And, um, you know, they come like, I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to change the world and da da da. And we all do, right? Everybody mm-hmm. does. But, but it's like there was this divide. It was almost like, yo, but you're not looking at the, the regular thing right in front of you. It's like the, the college energy in these townies separated and you're like not looking at you're not looking at them in the face and you're like you're scared in this whole thing you know what I'm saying and and that energy even that like I'm not nothing I'm saying is I'm, I'm not really passing judgment on anybody what I'm saying is that it needs to be acknowledged and like we need to figure out how to uh, fix that like how do you how do you 
keep the the people that have been there how do you keep them included with the culture otherwise it's like eventually it's like a tipping point where eventually there are outsiders mm-hmm. you know it's like if you're in their own home in your own home yeah. like say you're sitting in the park and you're chilling right and you're in the middle of the park the circle the circle park and you're chilling in the middle reading a book and 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 maybe there's like one or two other people doing something similar to what you're doing and it's a vibe and it's all cool da, da, da. and then one of them leaves and it's just two people but then like three people show up on another energy you know like with a boom box or whatever i don't know whatever just something else yeah and then five and then seven people and then the one person you're with leaves and now you're just this one weirdo reading a book by yourself and it's like yo what's up with dude over there on that other shit you know what i'm saying and so it's like it's really simple it's not that complicated it's just like yo uh check in with the dude reading the book like what's he reading like okay yeah yeah that's my man over there he's on that other shit he's reading Dao De Jing. we're over here shooting dice but like you yeah. know what i'm saying so it's just i just feel like that's gonna, that's gonna help the. Uh, I don't even know what the goal is really, but it just well, seems I think like the right thing to do. Kind of the way you <laughs> talked about, um, about the release show. Mm-hmm. It's like thinking about shows as a way to bring people together um, and kind of set the atmosphere. Like there's there's a lot you can do as a performer with that platform to mm-hmm. try to do that. Like. You know, yeah. I don't know what the answer is e- either, but I do mm-hmm. think trying to bring people together more um, in live formats, and then as a as the performer, as like the host of the party, it's kind of your your job, your responsibility to to make sure the vibe is is set right. You know, yeah. Um, that's true. Somehow, I feel like I bring I bring everybody together by. By making myself the the odd man out of the whole room, that's, yeah, I guess that's my go to. Yeah, like I make everybody unified in being like, "This shit is weird, man." <laughs> <laughs> but then they'd be like, "You know what? Though I fuck with dude, and I got some weird poems that I never read. Nobody, you know? <laughs> like, you know, I fuck with dude. When I get home, I'm about to dust off the whatever the fuck it is." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I be getting loopy now, bro, on stage. It's 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 dope. That's good, man. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Aaron Walker Loud just texted me on when I was on my way here. Oh yeah? Yeah. I'm telling him I said uh hi. Shouts out to Aaron Walker Loud, Big World Breaks, man. Repost this, bruh. Yeah. Fuck with me. <laughs> uh yeah. What I've else? known him since I was uh like we were in first and second grade homeroom together, Martin Luther King, Seattle. Oh yeah. shit, for real. And Camilo. Camilo's was, dope. Those were my original little homies back in elementary school. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. Shouts to Camilo too. Shouts out to the two oh six. Yes, sir. Kings County. <laughs> or King County. King we're in County. Kings County. Yeah. Uh that's a that's a tad I've wanted to get for a while. It was like a bridge. Uh, Seattle, Brooklyn, uh, cities of Kings, uh-huh. 11206. Uh, that's the zip code <laughs> right over here. Yeah. 
So that's dope. Uh, that's the area code, of course, in Seattle for people that don't know. Yeah, man. Shout out to the 206, man. Yes, sir. All day. Hey, you remember, uh, what was that dude's name? Uh, Funk Daddy? You remember Funk, Funk Daddy? Daddy? I'm not sure. <laughs> the Funky Funky Worm. You don't remember that dude? Nah. He had it. Yo, it was for like one summer. He he was the only thing that mattered to music, bro. Got you. But he was from Seattle, and uh, I think he gets looked over. We go straight from Sir Mix-a-Lot to Macklemore. It's, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. though. I was just thinking about Sir Mix-a-Lot. And the whole time when I was a kid, when I'd hear my posse on Broadway, uh. it when I was a little kid, I thought he was talking about New York. Just because that was like the go-to, you know, you think people were talking about New York. Uh-huh. And then you're like listening to it, and I'm like, oh, this is Broadway in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. And then as an adult, when I've brought him up, and people are like, yeah, so it makes a lot, you know, big butts, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, and also Posse on Broadway. Yeah. Some people don't know that song. Yeah, yeah, that was a local hit. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, My Posse's on Broadway. That was a funny, that was my first... Um. That was the first time I was like, not necessarily believing the image, because Broadway was was weird back then. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Broadway was how like everywhere looks now. But yeah, back then Broadway was just Broadway was just different, and uh, and I was like, why is he rapping about Broadway like it's the the, the spot? Like, also back then, like in Seattle in general, but downtown Broadway, like that was a really like hard drug period of time too. So a lot of uh-huh. those areas were like back then you go to like South Center Mall more. Like you weren't really hanging out yeah um as much back then. I'm man, I'm trying to find the funky worm. And it's just not to be found, bro. Yeah. Shouts out to uh Funk Daddy though. Cause this joint it sounds so good. I just want you to hear it, bro. Yeah. Fuck. What else? Um, that's about it. Nah, there was hella shit back in the day, man. I'm just, my brain's too fried. But Diggable Planets, Ishmael Diggable. Butler. Yep. Shabazz Palaces. Yep. Those are OGs. But what about Source of Labor, though? Source of Labor, man. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. John, man. Yeah, R.I.P. Exactly. Dasiri. Exactly. Yeah, man. Uh, those, those guys were influential uh, with me big time. A-Sun, San Antonio yeah. Bandet, Bandanas. Yeah. Uh, 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 a Maroon Colony. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. I miss those days. Gabriel Teodros. Yes, sir. Shots to my brother's crew, uh, Cloud Nice. <laughs> We're just shouting oh, out. Yeah. Wait, your Cloud brother's nice. in Cloud Nice? Yeah, man. Who's Mikey your Nice. Brother? Mikey Nice. From Kingdom Crumbs. <sighs> I know um, the other dude. What's his name? Um, there's Tay, Jarve. Jarve. Yeah. yeah. But the other dude, there's another dude too. Uh, Nacho. No, he's no, no, got Nacho. his own thing too. But, but from Cloud Nice is. Uh, Germ? germ, 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 yeah. yeah, germ, yeah, 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 germ. Germ, germ was, could be your brother, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> germ was super active always, at at every function. Rajani back in the day too, the poet man. Yeah, yep. 
All right, we just sound like some old people yeah. talking. <laughs> we just sound like some old, like, reminiscing. Well, I remember back in 1925 <laughs> uh, when I first saw the Ohio players. But good times, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's good to reunite out here in Bushwick. Um, yeah, man. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Um, let me think. Let me let me let me see. First off, I found Funky Worm, so I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a couple seconds on it on here. Nice. If you wanna like, if you wanna put in the in post, if you wanna add the the actual, you can. You don't have to. I'll probably link it too in the show notes. Yeah, throw, throw a link in there. Yeah. But we gotta hear the hook, bro, because this shit was my whole summer. What year was that? Do you know? Well, probably like 90, uh, 95, 96. That's the thing I find most um, disheartening, interesting, just missing in in Bushwick and then New York is I don't really feel like there's like a lot of good platforms for the local music like there is like there is in Seattle and like smaller right, markets. Right. Uh-huh. Um which is one of the reasons I want to do this podcast is to just try to help provide another platform hopefully. Um cuz you know in New York local is Jay-Z. <laughs> like that's right, how that's mean. how it's treated, you it's know. It's a it's an international city so the local energy is uh is uh yeah. Yeah, and I I think it's still very because it's an international city. I think it's very vibrant here. There's just so much. It's hard. There's not like a place to go and really find out about it. A centralized place, you know. Yep. Bro, I'm super mad about this. <laughs> yeah, I can't find it. I'm, All right, well, I'm so close. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the funk. I can't find the song though. Shouts out to Funk Daddy, yo. I got yo, Funk Daddy is anywhere. I wanna I wanna feature, man. I'll save up. Let me know. That's what's up. I wanna feature. So uh, we got Drake It Till You Make It coming out mm-hmm. April 14th. Also the got, release show, same yes, same sir. day. We got um, New Peaceful Solutions, a.k.a. Cooling Cost, coming right after that. Nice. What, when's that it. one coming out? I don't know. Just after gotta, that. As soon as Daniel Slett mixes it. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to record a live trio record, probably at the Zinc Bar. And then I'm going to do some more shit i'm gonna just put out a bunch of little things i'm gonna do an ep with ardo Lindsay. uh hopefully do something with vj Iyer. and then i got this album that's done so trying to find the right label for that but i'm just kind of like in a kamikaze mode i'm gonna just put out as much shit as i can until people stop playing bro <laughs> i feel like cats are hating on the low but i know nobody's really hating but you gotta understand it i feel like that because my shit 
My shit is ready, man. I'm ready, man. Put me in the game, coach. I'm about to buy the team if they don't put me in the game. That's what's up. I think that's the right mentality, man. Yeah. Uh, check out BushwickVariety.com. I'll have all the show notes with all the links to Casa's projects, everything mm-hmm. going on at the time. Um, also, check us out on Facebook. Yeah. Also, check us out on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and where can we find you at? Where's the best place? You can find me at the club. <laughs> <laughs> I got what you need. You did it. Uh, uh, I feel like I be on Instagram the most. So Word. hit me up on Instagram at Casa Overall. Um also you could email me. No, nah, no. Nah, uh hit me up at 206-555-5515. That's a real phone number. It's definitely uh that's yeah. you got his number right nah, there. Call I'll be him up. downtown is I be downtown in Seattle by the uh Seattle's best coffee. Yep. With Gabriel handing out flyers. Um, by Westlake? By Westlake. Yep. <laughs> I'm there sometimes, too. Not yeah, as much he'd anymore. He'd be there. Um, he'd be there. You could catch me at the um, the Rack Shack upstairs. What's up? Can I get a, a freebie for for my for my friend? Uh, you can I get got, something. I guess a discount. A <laughs> yeah, discount definitely. Definitely. We got the family discount, brother. Always. Ugh. Um, Put that well, on. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Uh, um, nah, that's it. I have nothing else to say. Well, man, it was good catching up with you, brother. You too, man. Um, if you do want to say anything else, I like to offer you the final word. On okay. Anything. <clears throat> I got you. Word. Hold on. Let me get my notes out. Let me get my notes out. Yo. Hey. A, A. Pick up China visa. No. <laughs> uh, let me see. Do I got anything here for real? Okay. Find someone that doesn't give you cum guilt. That's how you know you love someone. Uh. What else? Uh. Medica- meditation is the key to success. Um. Okay, I'm gonna leave it right there, and uh, uh, think and grow rich. Um, jazz, shout out to Zildjian symbols. Um, the Apogee duet too is the the best music interface. And Jordan Air Jordan one the the one mid top or whatever you call it, best shoe. It's the only shoe I wear. Jordan ones. If you're not wearing ones, get from around me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. All right, man. Peace. <laughs>